What's up, everybody? What's up, the Courtside so Courtside Podcast? We're here. We're recording. We're doing I it. No, it's this is doing it. It's been a long time coming. Talked about it for years, and uh, we're finally doing it. You excited? Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, Matt and I have been talking about doing this podcast for at least a year or so, realistically. And so, yeah, it's the start of the season, and we're getting right into it. We're starting this podcast. So yeah, this will be the to- first of at least one every week till the end of time. <laughs> end of time. Yeah. For sure. Well, we're excited about this this year's recruiting class coming in, preseason number one, um, five of the top 25 kids coming in uh, this year. Uh, Calipari's got a lot on his plate this year to really prove prove a lot. I mean, well, I think we've been in kind of like this valley a little bit yeah. as Kentucky fans. Yeah. And uh, we got to get past this like Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Crap! We're yeah. ten years ten years since the championship. It's time yeah. to well, time to put one on the rafters. There you go. Thank you, Matt, for just taking us through the stakes of this year. Right off the bat, <laughs> I like it. We're we're getting right in. Um, but yeah, just to you know, to kind of build off what Matt was just saying there, uh, we're going to be breaking down Kentucky basketball from our perspective. And our perspective is to uh, just regular fans, but we're also knowledgeable about Kentucky basketball because we grew up in Lexington and we actually grew up uh, sitting courtside uh, at Rupp Arena. Our dad worked for the university and uh, with the UK police department and security uh, chaplaincy. I don't know. He did a bunch of stuff and wound up working with the basketball program. So Long story yeah. short, we got to go to every home football game and sit on the field and watch every SEC school come in and play. And we got to sit behind the visiting bench uh, at Rupp Arena growing up. So had a bird's eye view. And our dad played college ball, and we grew up playing basketball and AAU and varsity sports. And, uh, you know, I coach basketball. Matt's son is in AAU. So we're knowledgeable at, at uh, the game of basketball, and we're knowledgeable fans. We care. Um, I live in Los Angeles and I work in film and television and Matt lives in Florida and uh, he is a creative director and uh, specializes in putting up uh, really cool LED walls all over the country when you go to concerts. Uh, His company does that. So um, we are also just guys working and, uh, you know, have families. So uh, just take our perspective with a grain of salt. But it is, you know, nuanced. And we try to bring yeah, a little right. national perspective, a little national perspective to the Kentucky fan right. base. But we're, I was, you know, I was born in Lexington. Matt was born of all things in Topeka, Kansas, if you can believe it. Um, yeah, but they know. moved me out of that place like within like eleven months to Lexington. So yeah, they were like, so, let's get him out of here. So yeah, so courtside literally comes from us growing up courtside and. Uh, we're talking, you know, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys, sorry. I'm wearing a Cowboys hat. They today. I have another podcast called Hollywood Sports, and it dominates NFL talk. And shameless so, plug. <laughs> yeah. So, but now I'll shamelessly plug this college basketball podcast on, on that one. And uh, they're right. both startups and growing anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, that's the podcast, and that's kind of where it came from. Matt, anything else you want to say about that before we get into the ball? No, man, this year? I'm, I'm excited. I remember as a kid, like, man, seeing Antoine Walker, Ron Mercer, uh, Wayne Turner, like Cameron Mills, 
um, on and on, like just come in each week, get to watch those guys uh, play, get to see the best of the best to play with them. So pretty cool. Let's uh, you want to jump into the roster this year and kind of talk through each player and, and, Let's do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we talk about the roster, I, I mean, what are you most excited about this year for Kentucky basketball? I know I get, I, it's hard for me to get excited until about this time of year. And then we're on the cycle of disappointment where every year, this time of year, you know, we have summer league and everyone's just so excited and we got this new roster. And I'll be honest, ever since Scal Bissier, I have lost all faith in our recruits. <laughs> and our ability to identify players. I don't get my hopes up anymore till this, you know, January. Uh, so I've come at it with, with complete pessimistic. Uh, and I'm the optimistic person of the relationship. Oh, you're drinking I'm blue like, Kool-Aid. I'm drinking blue Kool-Aid every year. We're going to win it. We're, I fill up my bracket every year at the end of the year. I got Kentucky at the championship game. You know, they're going to win by 23. Like, yeah. they're going to do it. And Michael's like, yeah. no, nah, they're not. Well, I find if you set yourself up for, you know, a low expectation. Life is just a little bit easier. <laughs> of course, you plan for things to go wrong. You're not that upset. That's right. When you get your hopes up, that's when sports will really let you down. So Yes, it will. Yes, it I say will. that while wearing a cowboy hat. So it's been a rough it's been a rough patch in my sports life because uh, Kentucky was the one thing I could count on to get a championship every now and again. And uh, except for, you know, we did celebrate a Texas Rangers uh, World Series victory. Uh, our dad now works. Our dad now works with the Texas Rangers. I don't know how he just like works for uh, teams, teams everywhere. Everywhere he lives, it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, back to what are you excited about? Uh, because I have yeah. no expect- I have no expectation. I, I want to see us do something. I want to see us make some changes offensively. Uh, break some of Cal's bad habits. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think this team can be special, and and I know that's like. Take it with a grain of salt. Like I, looking at them play this summer, looking at the size, looking at the the length of this team, you're not going to be able to to drive in, play dribble drive against Kentucky. You're going to have to spread them out, and when you do, you got seven seven ten wingspans in the in the paint and on the on in the on the outside in the flank. So I mean, you're not going to be able to. Um, drive really well. You're not going to shoot over that. You're going to have to set a lot of picks back towards screens to be able to, to handle this Kentucky well, tell team. Tell me about what's our, our most like up-to-date uh, real-time when our bigs are coming in, when the, the seven-footers uh, are going to be able to play. Yeah. Two, a week ago, Cal said that Bradshaw was looking at possibly two weeks. So we're talking about not – he won't play in the Kansas game, but – we're talking probably um, where he's going to play uh, probably the Stonehill or St. Joseph game on the uh, November 20th. So one of those two games, we'll start to see Aaron Bradshaw. Uh, the kid from what about Big St- Europe, Mr. Wim- Europe. White Wembley. <laughs> Why would be Zavonimir? Uh, I don't know. His I'm just calling Big Z. Let's call him that. Okay? Big, when do, when Big do we Z. get Big Z officially? So he's seven two. Yeah, they're saying they're waiting on eligibility. So you know how the NCAA is. It could be December. It could be next week. 
they're literally waiting on. I know the it was like to clear them. That's that's what's been like the goalpost. Just feels like it's been moving throughout the year on that one. Now you hear, you know, you thought maybe by the season, and then now you hear. Uh, I mean, let's get it together, NCA. What are we doing? Oh, um, for sure. Like they do they don't have it together either. I mean, everybody knows Michigan did something with this calls, and they're they're not doing anything. They're like, oh, well, speaking well, of. The dis- if you want to talk college football for a second, the disrespect to the Georgia Bulldogs, who haven't lost a game in a hundred years, it seems like, uh, to not be number one, just because oh, you know Ohio State went out and boat raced uh, Michigan State, who may as well be Vanderbilt right now. Um, oh, I know. And Georgia just put it on the number nine team in the country. So yeah, if Georgia's not number one Monday of this week of November 13th, the year of our Lord and Savior, uh, 2023. And oh, I don't know. Then I don't I know agree, what's right. NCAA is the whole thing's rigged. Uh, yeah. They don't like the SEC. Media is tired of it. They have SEC fatigue. All right, know, let's get but, back to Kentucky. But out here, like where I live, like everybody think everybody's fatigued of the SEC for sure. Uh, but they definitely respect the SEC and they realize that, you know, uh, UCLA and USC just can't compete. Um, yeah. So anyway, sure. back to what you were excited about, and we were getting into the roster. Yeah. So I think I think that just the the availability of just being so big, uh, we're not even getting to see a whole other size. But I will say their front court is probably the best in the nation right now. Um, watching just the early game, some of the early games, Duke Arizona last night. Man, uh, Dillingham and uh, DJ Wagner are going to shut those boys down. I mean, every game you just watch them and then Reed Shepard uh, coming in off the bench, going to be the sixth man of the year. I'm telling this kid is defensively shut you down. He's, his fingertips are in the passing lanes. I mean, he's like tingling the ball all the way. Down the core. I mean, it's crazy. So you think our our strengths at the end of the day are having uh, length on the wings, elite guards, a four who can stretch the floor, um, threes who can get their own shot, and elite defense because of their length and their ability to switch. Yeah, and then one of the things that I think we've struggled with in the past. I worry about their size uh, until they get one of their – until they, you know, can get another big in there, one way or the other. I do worry about their size, but, um, you know, the Warriors want to chi- the Warriors want to chip with everybody playing six nine or under. Um, that's true. Six that's eight. True. So, uh, you true. could definitely do that in college basketball with the right team. I yeah. just not to, not that I wouldn't want to like have an Italian dinner with Cal and, and be his best bud, <laughs> but yeah. objectively. Uh, you know, I do think that our friends, colleagues, everybody should be critical of what we do. Um, and NFL teams meet on Monday morning and discuss what happens Sunday. Companies have meetings every week. Uh, and if you're in a public place where everyone, you know, who's a fan buying tickets, you know, buying TV packages, uh, merch, all of that. Everyone has a stake a little bit in what they're investing yep. into. Absolutely. And so, you know, from an objective standpoint, looking at Cal and with that, you know, kind of objective eye, not just trying to be a pessimist as a fan, but 
he's really struggled at modernizing his game. Uh, and as he's lost assistant coaches over the last few years, it's really become evident. And the 2003, 1992, 2008 Memphis, all those teams of the dribble drive, just clog the ball and just be more athletic. And it, it just doesn't work anymore. The game's too skilled. Yeah. It's too advanced. And he really has to, uh, he really has to execute an offense that's positionless. But I also have been critical of his roster building over the years. You know, we were at uh, some of those uh, Final Four championship losses over the last few years. And one of the things I always said was we never had a 6-8 player who could get his own shot. We never had a, an NBA 3 and D on the roster, which I think is egregious. I think in like you just can't have a, a basketball. You can't have – High level basketball, especially Division One college basketball, without having a three and D six eight guy on the roster. Uh, they did right. in their 2012 national championship team, um, but before that, it's been hard to find. It's been, you know, lanky, Nerlens Noel, Scalabissier, all these Marcus Cambus wannabes. <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't Jeez, fit the I game. Really feel Michael? Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you know, I know we're all excited, but uh, you got a what, point. You got a what point. excites me is seeing is their growth from the continual failure every year at roster building and team building. There's been two great years: the uh, the Malik Monk, uh, Jaron Fox. That was an incredible year. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Tyler Hero year. Um, and then outside of that, it's just been a big, a lot of disappointment. Uh, so it is. hopefully they've it's learned. A good point. And, but I will say this, this roster, in my opinion, is the best that we've seen in the last 11 years as far as team building. As far as like having a great backcourt, having two, whoa, six, whoa, whoa. having better two, than the 31 and 30 and one team, 30 and two team. Oh, okay. Well. That was all a part of that. I don't know. That was a part of that Carl era. Tam, Booker. Okay. 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 That's the 20. That's like the 2011, 2012. It's like once we left that era. So let me right. just say that. Um, but he didn't win a national championship with that team because they didn't have that anybody on the court that was a three and D six, eight guy that could handle uh, the kid from Wisconsin. Tell us what and, you mean by three and D. What uh, do you mean by that? Three and D is uh, just a prototypical NBA player who's uh, like Contavious Caldwell Pope, six seven, six eight. Uh, you know, can guard any position, interchangeable, like one through four, can switch on anything, uh, and is gonna like yep. when your stars drive to the hoop or trying to get their own shot or something breaks down, and you need someone to hit a three, they can hit it. They're also big enough to where they can get their own shot. And the ones who are really skilled are more like, you know, Tracy McGrady and even Kobe Bryant. Um, but for what I know that player also doesn't always exist, but there is a 6'8 guy, who, 6'7 oh, yeah. guy, who can get his own shot and can shoot a three. And, like, you need him on your roster. So that's, Absolutely. that's what I mean. Absolutely. And that's there in NBA teams that don't have that, uh, don't have a shot because the teams yeah. that the teams that win championships and the teams that that win high level basketball they, they have that. so yeah and that's a story old as time you know what I mean like yep absolutely so 
Yeah, so I'm excited to see with this roster, the way it's built, um, we have everything we need. How do we execute that? And have we yeah. learned from our mistakes? Have we grown? Learned um, from the past. Why didn't Rajon Rondo join the coaching staff like he was supposed to? Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of things that, you know, we need answers to. I'm okay. sure. We need answers. We need answers. That's right. All right, let's jump into this roster, man. It's, I'm telling you, let's 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 do it. Okay, right, you well, take. Go ahead. All right, so I'll go first. I'm going to start with. Um, oh, sorry, my my little dog Dale back here is footing. That's what we call it. Can you hear him? He's Dale. It's okay. Oh God, how embarrassing! <laughs> I have live. I have two live animals. I have a a 95 pound Catahoula leopard hound and an eight pound Chawini. Docs and Schwabs and Chewini rules the roost. Uh, he did calm down. That's good news. Um, I'm going to start with Trey Mitchell. Uh, another, you know, Oscar, Sheeb- another Oscar Shibway S type of anchor to your team, but a completely different, you know, transfer who comes from a, a school with pedigree and comes with big numbers. But I just think he's going to be a much more complete player than Oscar. Maybe not the defensive and rebounding guy, but he stretches the floor. He's got a jump shot. I think they need to look to him more. Um, I'm going to say a name that I watched him play the other night. I'm going to say this name. And he has some Willie Colley Stein like tendencies. Like just, I mean, but he's, but he's definitely more diverse of a player. Like he can stretch way more than just blocking a shot and being athletic. You know, like he just kind of he comes across that way. Yeah, um, I yeah, I like his game. I'm excited about him. I think he's going to be solid double around a double double or like 15 and eight, 15 and seven. And I I just think we need to look to him more. I think we need to have sets going to him more. We need to get him involved early uh, and play through him a little bit. Um, I, again, I I don't understand why that's not happening. Just you know, maybe he's wanting to to let everybody get involved. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just would like to see some more design sets to him already to get him more involved. Uh, I'll let you take, uh, why don't you take a bench player for us? Because truth be told, I am not as in depth on the team yet as, uh, as Matt is. I have been knee deep in the Hollywood sports podcast in the NFL and I've been kind of playing catch up on Kentucky basketball. All um, good, man. But All I will good. be I will be there. I know the team, of course, but uh Matt definitely knows the the roster far better. Yeah, than let's me. let's jump in. Let's jump in a little bit. Um we got Jordan Burks. Uh he Jordan George your six eight player. I don't know if he's a three and D, but he's yeah, I love definitely it. tell me the tell me the bench players you love. So you know I think, you know, he's going to get a lot of playing time because he just does his intangible things. Like, even in the last couple of games, he's not playing, but maybe I think I think I saw like eight to ten minutes a game, uh, which, you know, say he's playing um, a quarter of the game. But one of the things I liked, he, he rebounded very well. He had a few block shots. Like, he was just a hustle player, kind of getting in there, scrapping it up. Um, he's a transfer. Um, I'm trying to see if. I think he played it. Um, uh, I don't know where he played. He played in high school for sure. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> but, uh, he is a little bit more of a 
he's probably the less skilled of our three six eight guys. Maybe the most athletic and might be the best defender, but definitely probably third on the depth chart when it comes to offensive skills. Not that he's a great yeah. not that he's not a great player, but he's more of he, he plays more of a guy that would be like six nine, six ten. Uh, yeah, with his offensive Absolutely. skills. Uh, Absolutely. He's got a real long uh, wingspan. Yeah, which helps on the, versi- on the versatility. Uh, another player that I like that I'm excited about, obviously, DJ Wagner. Uh, I know you probably have a lot Absolutely. to say about him as well. Uh, I, first of all, the uh, Dewan Wagner, uh, that that's his dad. And, you know, you see a lot of that in his game. It's really cool, that connection. Um, you know, the whole cow Yeah, the whole thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and Matt and I uh, moved from Lexington to Memphis uh, when we were – I was in junior high. He was in high school. Uh, and our parents lived there for a very long time. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, there's a lot of cool connections uh, about this roster and Cal and, and protective basketball. But DJ Wagner, I love that we actually have a strong guard. Very similar to our guard last year in Wallace. Uh I like that we have that same, you know, 6'3", big body. Uh, You're not going to bully him. He's not small. He's versatile. He's got a great shot. The shot clock's, you know, winding down. It's back in his hands. He's going to make a lot of great plays for us. Um, You know, he doesn't turn the ball over. You know, what more can you say? You know what I mean? Immediately a leader. He's solid. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. He's going to be good. Just he's quick, very. Quick. I mean, he reminds me. He reminds me a lot of some of the earlier guards that uh, Cal's had. Really, is one of the better guards we've had uh, in a while. You can put him up there with some of our top freshmen immediately. You can tell. So it's nice yeah. that we have someone that can steady the ship. Because I love Dillingham, but if Dillingham had to carry the team right now, uh, it just would not be the same at all. You know. But what a yeah. great bench player to have someone like him. You know, a little wiry six three. Uh, you know, six three. Come off the bench, and you know, fill some good minutes. But I think there's going to be a lot of stability, and he's going to play big against older guards because of his body, because yeah. of his maturity. You know, basically the son of yeah. a coach. You know what I mean? Uh, just all the player yeah. knowledge that's been imparted, all the conversations. High IQ player, just massive for the team. Absolutely. What else you got? Who you got? Who else you got? Let's off talk the off the bench. Off the bench, and actually, he might start a little bit this year, but right now he's in concussion protocol from the other night he got hit in the head. Is Adu uh, Thierro? This kid. Okay, check this out. Two years ago, when he came to the summer, he came um, to Kentucky. Dude was six five, like one one ninety five. Yeah. Dude is 6'8". He's grown three inches in a year and a half. 6'8", 222, and he just play. He still plays like a guard, but he's like that 3 and D that we've been talking about. Like, you need somebody that can – he's got a motor. He can run up and down the court. You can't stop him. A, he just does – What a blessing for him. His, his potential is going to be sky high, a lot like Anthony oh, Davis. absolutely. Who was – you know, went from 6'3". To six eleven or six nine and six nine six eleven, yeah. very similar. Like you keep all those ball skills as a smaller guy, you can tell he's very skilled. But he's got this, you know, big bruiser body. All of a sudden, he's a cool player. Um, yeah. Will he be an elite defender? You know, that's what he's got to buy into. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, 
defense is sacrificial and that's hard for young guys to to buy into. But Absolutely. if you want to make checks in the NBA, you better play defense. So, yeah, you, you know. You better. I think you better the, play me. the good ones take pride in that, you know. Absolutely. I mean, they're just blessed to have not had a knee blowout. You know what I mean? Like so many oh, people are so sure. talented coming up these ranks and they've just survived to this point. Not that they're not extremely talented, but um, the road that they've taken and the health that they've been able to have and uh, the fact to get here to to just show up with a piss poor defensive performance is just disingenuous to everyone who would love to be where you are. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go. Tell me, tell me who you like uh, on this okay. roster. I'm out. Well, um, well, I'll just say with the starters. I love Antonio Reeves. I think that he brings stability. Having somebody from last year, absolutely scored in the twenties, had big games. Um, yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, he's and bigger it, than I thought. Six six. Yeah, I love his size. Again, that makes this extremely versatile. I'm so excited about, you know, top to bottom. Sorry, I've had a cold. So, you know, my mouth is getting dry. Yeah, Reeves, very excited. He brings a lot of stability. Um, I know someone that I'm excited about coming off the bench. I'll let you tell us a little bit more about him. But uh, that would be the son of Mr. Jeff Shepard, which is cool, too. We have two. Kids yeah. that have extremely high basketball IQ coming from basketball fans. Absolutely. You know, it's funny as you see this, see him play, you know, his clips on TikTok and Instagram reels of Reed Shepard coming out of Kentucky, going to come, going to go play at Kentucky like his dad did. Uh, won a championship in 96 and 98. Um, and it was just a big part of both those teams. I remember getting to watch him play. Dude could jump out of the gym and shoot a three-pointer. Like it was unbelievable watching him play. Just he had a motor. Like he just was. He's going to hit big shots. Uh, Reed, it was fun already. Yeah, it, it really was. But it, it, Reed plays almost identical to his dad. I feel like I watch. He's he smaller. Have, I, I, he does have more of a baby face. I remember his dad. Yeah, for sure. He looks like a. It looks like a middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just watch it. He he thrives on defense. You can tell, like he just he's bouncing in between in and out of the passing lanes. Um, he's anticipating um, passes, which I mean, if you look at his steal ratio, already is like three or four steals a game, where he's just um, stealing and getting the ball and put getting it down court immediately. So I'm excited about him coming off the bench because he's going to just going to bring that juice that we need to kind of, as we're in a lull or a Valley, as you would say it, like in the middle of a game, we need what's that he, like, juice. And, what's he averaging right now? Isn't it like um, eight points a game, 10 points a game or like, yeah, I think his first game he had 15. Yeah. His first game he had 15, um, against, um, uh, who was it? The other but if night? he gets minutes, New Mexico. If he yeah. gets minutes, he's going to get you about 15, 16 a night. I would say eight to 15. He's going to be right there. But what's going to stat sheet is what's going to be like the, the, no, I'm just the, saying like, uh, do you, do you start him? You know, I mean, and put him at the two guard and move, uh, and then move, uh, Antonio Reeves to three. 
and then Mitchell still at five and uh, Brooks at four. Because that's your best five. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, I mean, as soon as – you mean Justin Edwards? I mean, yeah, Justin Edwards on Brooks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great right now. But as soon as you bring in these three, three uh, centers – I mean, you're going to have to change up that whole statue, the whole lineup, because it, you could go anyway. He's, he's wanting to play like nine or ten guys. like, And to do that, I mean, we've seen that with the platoons. We've seen that Our, not worse. I, dude, I, like, I haven't – like, <clears throat> I have no – I don't know. I don't know if these bigs aren't going to mess it up. You know what I mean? Like, I know the, yeah. Europe, the European kid, uh, sure. You know what Big I mean? Z. He's – He's a wing. He can shoot, so he's not going to clog it up. But I worry about these other two guys and them being able to play in more modern well, Bradshaw, we haven't NBA got him, style. But... So, I mean, what do you think is going to happen when we insert Aaron Bradshaw? Uh, so he is that player. Dude shoots threes. He's a lefty, southpaw. Um, if you go look at his tape um, from just his hype stuff from high school, uh, he's he shoots threes. I mean, he's a he he's a three shooter. He can take you off the dribble like a guard. Yeah, I remember um, yeah, seeing. He's got a I remember seeing his highlight reel. Tons of shots. I just wasn't sure how it translated to D one competition. Yeah, with his size and, and strength, you know where it is. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I do worry a little bit about you know these. Do you think it's really going to be all three of them getting playing time? Do you think uh, Anyeso, Anyenso, is that what we say, Anyenso? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cal's talked about playing all three of them together with two guards. Now, we'll see. Like, he, Dude, you know, I mean, he, if he can – I mean, I don't know if he's athletic and he can rim run and, uh, you know, spell some minutes, but I don't know. I'd rather see that kind of like Dwight Howard type game from uh, Anyenso. And we'll see what happens with Bradshaw and Big yeah. Z. Absolutely, wow. I agree because you got Bradshaw and Z on the on the out on the power but forwards. I, I don't know. I think against in college basketball, like my thought is, you should pay. You should just play your best players as and and who gives you the best chance to win? Freaking thirty eight minutes a night. Like they're twenty one years old. Like it doesn't matter. Like. Give them some spells to keep them fresh. Make sure they're conditioned. But you play your best guys. And uh, I've seen us literally lose games because of a system of our starters and our bench guys and not just playing the best players that night in the best matchups. And I worry about that going into uh, this Tuesday night game coming up, you know, because of our team philosophy. And I get it. Coaches are are trying to do a thing and they're trying to establish a thing. And it's not just about that night. It's about building one way or the other. It's about their effort, how they did, and did they get better, and did they compete. But we tried to win the game. But to the fan, you're like, ah, you know, what are we doing? It's a one game. This game matters, you know, like. Absolutely. Uh, it is a high-level competition. I think, too, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. I think that's the, the mentality of Cal sometimes. It's like if I put everything into one, he gets hurt. Then now we start the chemistry of trying to bring him in. So he, he's just like, hey, you want to come to Kentucky, you're going to play, and you're going to get go to the NBA. That's I mean, whether we like it or not, 
That's his philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I <laughs> doesn't I, always work. <laughs> I think that, in all honesty, that we should swap uh, Fierro. Depending on matchup, you know, like, but I think those are just our best five. Reed Shepard uh, coming in and playing the two and moving Reeves to three. And then Edwards and uh, Mitchell at the four five until we get one of the other bigs in. And then even when we get one of the other bigs in, then, you know, uh, then, yeah, Reed would probably go to the bench and you'd roll with those four. Yeah, let's talk about Justin Edwards. Let's talk about Justin Edwards. He's your, he's your love his game. Six eight. Yeah, he's, he's your three and D. Yeah, he's your Paul Pierce. But there's two types of three and D. Three and Ds. There's the um, you know, like James Posey, you know, who won a championship, who played at Memphis, won a championship with the Celtics, like that type of three and D guy. And then there's also, and that's more of a role player. But it's a guy that even if they're a star, they do those things effortlessly, like Tracy McGrady or Paul Pierce. Or, you know, you think of all the other guys that fit that prototypical, you know, wing three, uh, you know, James Worthy. You know what I mean? You can just go all all back through history. It's just not recent players. Yeah. Uh, And Justin, and the last time Kentucky had a good one at that size, uh, he played in the NBA for a little bit. Um, He was Mr. Kentucky Basketball. Played from 2009 to, uh, 2010 to 2012. Um, got drafted by the Pelicans. I can't think of his name. Do you know what I'm talking about on the championship roster? Ah. Uh, mm. uh, anyway. Yeah. Dar- Darius Miller. Darius, Darius Miller. Miller. Yeah. Love Darius yeah. Miller. One of my favorite players. Love um, Darius Miller. There's been a couple, you know. Uh, Kevin Knox was made, he was a big one at 6'9. Uh, we've had a couple good ones over the years, but not Absolutely. a lot on these rosters. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's fun to see him uh, fill that role, which means you're playing big-time basketball. Like, in Absolutely. all honesty, if you've got some guards and some big men, you're playing high school ball. It is what it is. Absolutely. You're playing JV ball, junior high basketball. Like, when we had – ask you running around dribbling at the top of the key with his head down like a junior high point guard it just was like get my dribbles in get my dribble oh, can't pass oh it to you God. i'll drive over here oh okay uh, oh they're gonna leave me you. alone because i'm out at the at, at center court <laughs> that's why i also don't trust the kentucky preseason or anything because ask you was our point guard at one point in time <laughs> so this gal yeah. bless, bless of whatever. Yeah. I mean, we lost <laughs> at Robert Morris. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's <sighs> just, it's a bad, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, we've been through some tough times. And, we have, we, we have. And the equity, I'm still in therapy. The equity has eroded. I'm now a pessimist about something I love dearly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're, well, this is just going to be different. It's just going to be, mark my words, at the end of the year, you know, in March, March Madness, we're we're screaming and yelling about it. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. So, well, man, the rest of the roster is just uh, some walk-ons. It's cake. No, no, it's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's cake. I mean, did we, we talked about the arrow. We talked about, we got Mitchell Reeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, we're really about, like, Truthfully, uh, seven deep right now of kids who can really yeah. ball. 
which isn't yeah. a deep roster. Now, I love them one through seven. And once we get these other bigs back, it will help just for minutes and foul trouble. Absolutely. You're going to have to have guys. So the fact that we've got yeah. a guy. When is uh, Ayense on Yenso? On Yenso, Jesus. When They're is he coming back? They're saying that he might not be back until like mid December. Um, just because, like, another three, four weeks. Do you think Big Z uh, will be here by SEC play? I mean, is it even like that's the goal? I mean, that's the goal is that he would be here by the end of December. Maybe the Louisville game uh, would be his big. Like, is there out. a reality where he just doesn't get to play for us and he just goes to the uh, NBA? Yeah, absolutely. Just like, um, uh, Ennis Cantor, Ennis Cantor, yeah, Ennis Cantor. In his um, yeah. So like him or the kid from Houston that, you know, was on the team all year, two years ago, and now it's balling out in Houston. Uh, uh love him. Uh, no, he did. Yeah. He played for us. He played with us for a year. Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. He yeah. was on the roster, but never played. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of the kid that went to Oklahoma city. Uh, yeah. uh O'Shea. No, Gil- no, no. Gil- no, uh, what's his name? Um, he's a guard that could jump out of the gym. Uh, Carson? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, uh, Anagane? No, uh, there's so many names. This is a late night podcast. Well, uh, if you, <laughs> if you, you know. Stick with us. Maybe one day we'll get all that former Kentucky players right in the moment. That's right. Uh, we don't have a producer telling us in our ear. Yeah, oh, right. this is the person you're thinking of. <laughs> We're producing this like, show. What'd you say? We're producing this show ourselves. Well, That's right. uh, I'm excited about the roster, all things considered, all the things that we have to, you know, I, I, know. I would just say they're legitimate fan questions at the end of the day. You know, I, I think everybody would Absolutely. agree, like, you know, to, to maybe wrap up the roster and the excitement of this year. You know, the fan questions are, um, you know, how is this team going to execute now X and O's? Are, are yeah. we going to get better at basketball? Are we going to get better at some of our failures and inefficiencies offensively and inability to move the ball and inability to, to get shots and to get people uh, open looks when it matters? And, you know, uh, and some of that is – strictly talent when it comes to basketball. If you don't have a guy who can yeah. initiate it, to get it there, to do that, to get the ball here and move it and swing it, then, you know. But we actually yeah. have a really, uh, for the first time in a long time, top to bottom, NBA-style roster. Everything, every position's filled. It's interchangeable. Uh, even when Bradshaw gets back, that puts us at one through eight as a really good squad. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know any any questions that you want answered or that you could say. You no, could speak I think I think base. that's it, man. I tell you what, I'm I'm just excited. All right, we're gonna just I'm just gonna tell you like this is the year we're. I'm not saying we're gonna win it this year, but it's gonna be a good hearty try. Like I really believe that this team's gonna give a good hearty try just from watching. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, we'll see Tuesday night. I mean, they play Kansas. I, I, okay, so. That is a great segue into the schedule and big games. I'm sure we'll talk Kansas in just a second. Yeah. Episode two, we're going to get into some of that. Um, but I, how are we the 16th ranked team in the country? And we have the number one class. Ooh. We have the number uh. one class 
for the season, right? Trash. Do we not have the AP. number one? Do we not have the number one class for 23, 24 college basketball division one? Do we not? I think we do. There's no, and we have Trey Mitchell. We have uh, Antonio Reeves. We have uh, multiple set. We have Thero. We have multiple second year transfers. Five of the top twenty five. Five of the top twenty five recruits. Excuse me, my allergies drive me nuts. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But how? I mean, I guess it's because there is legitimate Kentucky fatigue. Just like there's SEC. They're like, you know what? I'm tired. It's Scalabissier. Like, you know what? You know what? So what? They've got the number one recruiting class. They're going to get beat by Robert Morris on the road in the NIT. Or they're going to get beat in a historic fashion by East Popcorn State on their grandma's watching Sister Mary Clarence tour (laughs) to the final four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is going to be fun, Michael. I'm excited <laughs> about UK Courtside Podcast and and what we're doing. Um, episode one's been so much fun. And is this it? Are we not? Are we? Are we not doing? This is it, man. This is it. Okay. No, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to go into the next one on the next episode. I don't want to give it all away. Well, if we record it tonight, do we need to change clothes? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, we joke, oh, man. But well, I think we're about to yeah. record a new episode. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you in a minute. Cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. We're discussing the yeah, schedule. Cliffhanger. <laughs> That's right. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time on the UK Course Side Podcast.